we are back with another episode of the GOAP, the greatest of all podcasts, aka the Ricky Henderson podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Hope everybody's doing well. We got a great episode today with A's president, Dave Cavill, and A's bobblehead collector and superstar, uh, <laughs> Rob Roberts, aka NorCal Nodders on Twitter and Instagram. That's NorCal, and then Nodders is spelled N-O-D-D-E-R-S. Uh, yeah, definitely make sure to check out his Instagram. You know, he's got over about 330 bobbleheads, and now he just finished a three-foot bobblehead of Chris Davis in the Kelly Green jersey doing a salute, and he's got the cornrows, and he, he used to be a basketball player, if you could guess who. So, uh, yeah, really fun interview there, just talking about that whole subculture and how he got into it. But yeah, to start off this episode, actually, I want to give a shout out to our last uh, episode eight guest, Drew McGowan. He's an A's fan with a couple of Oakland Little Leaguers who let us know that, um, you know, there, there's actually some red tape involved uh, when parents with construction equipment are trying to make field, uh, field improvements around the city. And the A's caught wind of it and let, let me know that Dave Cavill would be available for an interview. So uh, thank you very much to the A's for, and, and Dave for talking about this issue. You know, if we, if we can improve Oakland Little Leagues by bringing the right people to the table, we definitely want to, you know, start this conversation. So uh, especially now during the pandemic, we don't want to forget about baseball and youth sports because you, we're going to need to get outside at some point, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about the new stadium. Um, we talked about his the, the way he approaches the Giants. And I may or may not have asked him about bringing back A's Dollar Dogs. So, yeah, these interviews were actually conducted. I, I actually did these about eight days ago, um, the 23rd. Today's, today's the 31st, but I did them on the 23rd. And, uh, you know, so a lot's happened since then. Unfortunately, the shooting of Jacob Blake and that ignited the, the, the whole country. And the A's took a couple of games off in Houston. Um, then came Sunday's positive COVID test on somebody on the A's traveling team. So Sunday's finale in Houston was postponed. And then we found out today that Tuesday and Wednesday's games against Seattle were also postponed. So, And personally, yeah, I was actually laid off on Wednesday as well, but that gave me a little bit more free time to actually start up a blog. So, you, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, we're at RickyBlog, and we finally have a blog. You can check that out at RickyBlog.com. Uh, we got a couple articles already up there talking about the Mike Miner trade. And also, yeah, just, you know, how, how far is MLB willing to push it um, with all these positive COVID tests? So make sure to check that out at rickyblog.com. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy this interview with A's President Dave Cavill. And stay tuned also for another one with Rob Roberts. But yeah, right now we'll go to the man with the Twitter, uh, with the light bulb emojis on Twitter. <laughs> that would be one and only A's, uh, A's team president, Dave Cavill. Okay, we're back. Super excited here to have a super special guest, A's President Dave Cavill on the Ricky Henderson Podcast. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great today. Thanks thank for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I really appreciate the organization reaching out um, because last episode we had a, a really invested uh, parent of some Oakland Little Leaguers. His name is Drew McGowan. Yes. And um, we had a nice conversation and he was talking about, we were talking about ways we could improve uh, the Oakland Little League. And, um, and yeah, so I actually kind of learned about your future A's program and in uh, like a, the holistic approach you're trying to, to have to help out the city's youth baseball through Oakland Little League. Uh, can you kind of share some details about that program and what it all entails? Yeah, you know, youth baseball and making sure that we have the next generation of players 
you know, playing locally here in the East Bay and in Oakland in particular is super important for the A's. There's so much great history of incredible players that have come from this community, whether it's Dave Stewart or Willie Stargell or Ricky Henderson or Kurt Flood. And so we need to do as much as we can to encourage that for the next generation. So we want to make sure that people are aware of opportunities to play, making financial contributions, renovating fields, and then just ensuring people are playing in the green and gold that we have, you know, the uniforms connecting people to the big league club here in Oakland. So those are all important aspects of what we're doing and we can always do more, but it's a start and something that's important for us as an organization. And I understand you guys are actually um, renovating a field, Ramondi field coming up here pretty soon. Is that right? We uh, do. That's the next one on our list, Ramondi field. And it's been great to be working with the parks and rec department to do that. We've done other fields in the past. You know, it's a, it's a mix of negotiating which fields kind of need the help and then working on plans to ensure that they continue um, to be maintained in an effective way because you don't want to have to renovate it and then find out, you know, we don't have the ongoing money to keep it up. So we usually try to do both at the same time. And that is the next one on the list, which I think will be a great thing for the community. Yeah. And, and what other uh, projects, I, I mean, I know you guys have donated uniforms the past couple seasons. What, what other uh, yeah, projects or, you know, uh, kind of outreach have you guys done in, within the youth, space, the youth baseball worlds in, uh, in Oakland? Well, one of my favorite programs is our play ball program, which is actually targeted for even younger kids. And that's a little less organized. It's just to get kids out there getting used to playing bat and ball sports, you know, potentially having either a player or a coach out there. It's kind of like a mini clinic, but it's very, um, it's not nearly as intense as like a traditional, you know, little league practice or Cal Ripken. And I think that's good for very younger kids, you know, and I saw that when I was in soccer, the importance of really curating um, the interest at a very young age to get people you know, interested in the fundamentals and the basics of the sport. And then it catches on, you know, kind of gets addictive. Wow. And so that's a really important thing. We rotate, we go to Alameda, we'll go to East Oakland, we'll, we'll go to Berkeley, we'll go to San Leandro with that program. And obviously we haven't had it this year because of COVID, but that'll be something that'll be surely back once, once we get back to normal. Yeah, and, and I guess Drew's biggest concern was he, he mentioned that there's a couple of fields. He mentioned uh, in particular there's a Caldecott Fields, which is kind of near the tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, yep. you know, on the 24, and then Bushrod Fields in North Oakland. He, he said he's kind of just worried about the safety of his kids because there's holes. And he said there's actually parents who have construction equipment. They're willing to help, but, um, but they've been told they can't do it. They, they don't know if it's like the city, if there's unions involved. Um, and I'm curious, is there anything that the A's can do to step in and maybe – um, to help out and maybe, I mean, I mean, I know it's not your responsibility per se, but is there anything that the, the A's can do to help out with this? Um, you know, things as simple as field maintenance, you know? Well, a lot of times we're kind of the catalyst to kind of get that figured out, to bring all the necessary people to the table, whether it's Parks and Rec, whether it's the city itself, uh, whether it's local community groups or parent um, organizers to ensure that not only the field is renovated, but it's maintained. Because I think that's the hardest thing. Like it has to stay maintained yeah. or the investment that you make into it doesn't last more than a year. Mm -hmm. And so all that is important when we kind of negotiate and work on these deals. And we're happy to take on other fields like Bushrod, which obviously has a great history in, uh, mm -hmm. of baseball. And, you know, that maybe would be the next one after Ramondi. So, you know, we're just trying to take each one in time, you know, obviously ensure that the, the pro program is, is set up in a way that makes sense. And that, you know, if fans and or community members 
want to help, you know, they can always email me at president at athletics.com. We can like get our team on it. We can work with the cities because, you know, we have great relationships with the city of Oakland, city of Berkeley, all the different East Bay communities uh, in this area. Yeah, because he, he was actually saying like specifically as far, he's worked for about six years within the league and, mm-hmm. um, and near Caldecott Fields, I guess there's even like a water, uh, water source problem. So yeah, it's like the wow. maintenance, you know, so. Yeah, well, no, it's, um, it's, the maintenance know, is I mean, the issue, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and then I think the other thing too is, and I saw this when I was in soccer, because we did a ton of soccer fields, mm-hmm. is just this divide over, you know, having artificial versus natural, because mm-hmm. if you have the artificial turf, which is more money up front, there's actually less maintenance. Yeah. But the thing is like, because yeah, how much water and everything. That's the thing. Yeah. That's I mean, the thing. Yeah. So all yeah. these things are pl- come into play, yeah. but then, you know, an artificial field isn't the same. It doesn't feel the same. So yeah. you, know, you need to make sure that you're balancing all those things, but you're providing access and enabling kids to play in a safe environment and somewhere yeah. that they're not going to twist their ankle or go out there and really feel, um, you know, have a bad feeling about the environment that they're in. But, but yeah, in your experience, have you experienced much like, um, you know, roadblocks due to bureaucracy in terms of if you guys want, want to help improve a field or has the city been pretty receptive to your guys' efforts? You know? With us, it's always been very receptive. You know, uh-huh. we have a great relationship with Parks and Rec, with the other different communities. We typically have not had a problem with that, uh-huh. um, at least in my tenure here the last four years. Um, maybe before that, I don't really know. But, you know, we're happy to get involved and I can obviously reach out to Drew and talk to him about maybe ways that, you know, we can be a a catalyst to get things done. Because I think a lot of times when we approach a community as the A's, Uh you know, as the Major League Baseball team, you know, it it may be considered at a higher level and we're going to be investing dollars and things like that. And maybe us together with these parent groups and community groups can get an outcome quicker. um, And we're very open to, to doing that, no doubt. Definitely. Yeah. And I know Drew, he's really gung ho. Like he's very passionate about this. So I'm sure he'd be he's a really great guy. He's yeah, a definitely. the town business group. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Our ballpark. Uh-huh. And he's just a fantastic person and he cares, you know, he cares uh-huh. about the community and the next generation. And I mean, that's what I've been always been so impressed with Oakland and the East Bay is that the people here do care so much about community, about baseball, about the past. And that plays right into who we are as an organization, the A's. So, so is that kind of where you see the organization's role as this catalyst as to kind of bring, because once, yeah, once the A's get involved, you, you know, there's eyeballs to, to the issue. Yeah, it's you know? a real I mean, deal. That, yeah, and yeah. and uh-huh. if there are issues, you know, we can go to the media and we have uh-huh. a media platform. And so, yeah, I think that's probably our greatest uh-huh. strength. Um, uh-huh. But also we can provide financial backing. We can also provide best practices in terms of how to maintain the fields. We have an incredible field here in, in East Oakland at the Coliseum. Clay Wood, who's our head groundskeeper, is probably the best groundskeeper yeah. in all of sports, you know, keeping the multi-purpose facility going. And so we know how to maintain these facilities and do it in a way uh, that makes sense. And we do it all with union labor. So we have all those positives. Yeah. And, and another, so we were also talking about like the popularity. He says right now it's about a thousand, he believes a thousand uh, players. Usually uh, he's at its peak, it's about 1500. I mean, a thousand is still very healthy. That's still a pretty yeah. big league, but, um, but he also brought up an interesting point. I mean, you came in in 2016 um, in the midst of this whole Warriors run, you know, like as the greatest team of all time. And I'm curious, how, how much did the Warriors popularity affect uh, your brand and also even just baseball as a whole uh, in this region because you know Steph and Clay they're so marketable and so fun and um, you know it's, it's hard to compete with that when they're winning championships every year you know 
Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that is true. But I also think base, you know, there's room for baseball and basketball and, those, and they're different yeah. sports. And, you know, they don't have exactly the same fans necessarily. And I mean, I always appreciate teams winning in the Bay Area because mm -hmm. it creates more sports fans. Yeah. Because if they're more sports fans, then, you know, they're proclivity to either go for baseball or basketball is going to be higher mm -hmm. so they're creating sports fans in the same way that we created sports fans in the 70s and the 80s and in the early 2000s or even now mm -hmm. with all the years of our success so I actually think it's self-reinforcing in a positive way um, and I think now as you know we're really on an upswing and you know we've won been in the playoffs two years in a row and you know I think there's a real opportunity for all those people who are super big Warriors fans to say hey I really want to watch the A's and the A's are exciting yeah. and they have a great young team. And in the same way that there was, you know, Steph and clay, you know, we have mm. Matt Olson and Matt Chapman and Sean Manaya and, you know, yeah. Ramon Laureano, like all yeah. these incredible players who are kind of the next generation. So, so I actually think it works pretty well together. I think in those years, it was incredible to see the Warriors run. Uh -huh. um, the one different thing about the NBA too, to keep in mind is there's only one NBA team. Yeah. Area. Yeah. So, you know, and that, that and is a different dynamic. Like we have the Giants and the A's. So like you're competing in the Bay yeah, Area like a, within for fans. Baseball fans, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and which actually, I think it creates interest, the Derby, you know, kind of like European soccer between the two entities. So I, I don't mind that either. I think that's important for the sport, but it is just a slightly different dynamic. You know, it's not like if there were two NBA teams in the, in the Bay Area, it might have a totally different notion like they like people might have not rooted for the Warriors some of them because like oh I'm a fan of this other team or whatever you just don't know yeah and, and in terms of the Giants it seems like you guys are always making you know the constant you know comparisons with them but do you think that it can almost be detrimental to the brand too it almost kind of um I I, I this is strong kind of like a little brother mentality you know for the A's as opposed to the Giants because you don't see the Giants doing stuff like that you know I mean what, what is your well, take on I, think, that? I mean, I think I know you're know, obviously fun. here yeah. first, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, um, but I think, you know, we have always had a more playful and kind of mm -hmm. open and maybe even a little irreverent brand. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, we've had Charlie Finley, we've had Charlie O the mule, you know, we just, we've done different things. You know, obviously we've had the uh, McCovey Cove takeover where we've invaded McCovey Cove and had the flotilla. And so we've just done a lot of things to really play up the rivalry and I actually think it's really beneficial for baseball because mm -hmm. what baseball needs to focus on is that we're losing fans to other sports. So we have to stay relevant and fun and fresh. And I know we're a tradition bound sport, but we also need to try new things and appeal to younger fans. And I think what you've seen, especially this year with the COVID season, we have almost a 400% increase in younger fans watching on television. And it's, we've had mm -hmm. some of our highest ratings in the last 25 years as a club. Um, and I think that's all because of the positioning and the brand we've had. And so we like the results, you know, so like the results are actually playing well for us. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to continue to monitor that. And if that continues to happen, uh, we'll still kind of ensure yeah, yeah. that we have some okay. playful fun with the Giants. So. Well, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, that's actually plays into the next thing I was going to ask you. I was going to ask like big picture. Do you think baseball has a marketing problem with uh, younger audiences? And, and do you feel like, uh, maybe that's, um, you know, part of uh, why youth baseball is in decline, um, perhaps as a whole, you know? I, I mean, I, I think in general, for a long time, baseball had, you know, kind of like, you know, it was the sport. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the NFL got more popular, the NBA got more popular. So there's more competition than there was two generations ago. 
And so I think baseball just needs to understand that we have to market ourselves. We have to market our players who are incredible and diverse and come from incredible backgrounds and are highly athletic and get the word out and get it out to the younger generation through things like TikTok and Snap and, and other channels that maybe we haven't used as much mm -hmm. um, on top of the fact that we have a great linear television product. So we need to be additive and accretive in the way we approach that. We need to build up our players and especially our young players. And I think, I think we've done a lot of that. And mm -hmm. I think the results speak for themselves, you know, and maybe in this COVID period with us playing and playing in our home stadiums, even though there are no fans, but they're cutouts and we're keeping it fun, you know, to see the increase in interest is really incredible. Hundreds of thousands of additional people watching every game here in the Bay area, millions of people watching our national broadcasts. Um, you know, this has increased by a factor of three or four over one season. We've never seen that kind of growth. So this mm -hmm. is a, a seminal moment for our sport to see that. And we just want to keep encouraging it. Yeah. And I know you mentioned your social media. I want to give Kyle Skinner a shout out. Your social media. He's, he's, he's amazing, man. He's is so, he the man or what? He's, that he's guy just hilarious, man. He's, so he's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So witty. He moves yeah. so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I am just really blessed to have him on the Great team. hire. Yeah. That was a great I hire. Agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and, um, and another issue, uh, another issue dear to my heart is A's dollar dogs. You know, we, we've been tweeting at you a bunch about it. Uh, we even started a small petition with like 10 signatures or something. But <laughs> I'm curious, because, uh, you know, in the, in the 2000s, you know, the A's had dollar oh, dogs. Oh, I know. I came, I came as a fan. Know? Yeah. yeah, I came in with the dollar dogs. And sometimes it was $2, I think, too. It depends yeah, on the time. So, yeah, I think it, it, yeah, like, in it the went. glory days, it was like a dollar and it was like, but it's legit a dollar. And then it went to two. But I remember I, when I was at Stanford, we used to drive over and I was an Indians fan because I grew up in Cleveland. Uh -huh. And we go to those games and we'd sit up in the third deck. <laughs> yeah, That's why I was great. like sitting in the third deck. I've, I've been here in the third deck more than anywhere. Yeah. And uh, we get our dogs and I think you could only buy 10. At a time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of remember doing that a couple times. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. It's definitely something I would love to bring that the fans, back. Yeah. Have, fans have been gone, yeah. you know, for a season. You know, I think yeah. it'd be a fun thing to do yeah. in uh, 2021. And um, I mean, Wednesday you know, day games, you got to, you know, it's like everybody's at work. You got to get people to play hooky. Got to make a way. You got to give them a, a reason. A know? reason. Yes. <laughs> well, and it's funny. Nothing like a hot dog at the game. And, yeah. So no, I, I so I I appreciate keep keep yeah keep We're, working it. Get, you know, get the I know you're going. receptive. Yeah. I know you're receptive. Yeah, yeah, I'm a promoter at heart. I like yeah. it. I like it. And um and, and as far as you know, are you guys the only MLB stadium with with all the the banners and the flags and everything going? Uh, yeah, we're kind of one at a kind. Yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're the only mm -hmm. one who has that. I mean, obviously, we have such a great group of fans in the bleachers and obviously throughout the stadium. So knowledgeable, so passionate. They put up all the signs. Obviously, we have a tremendous number of cutouts. We have a lot of celebrity cutouts, whether it's Tom Hanks or Crazy George or Charlie O, the mule the behind pizza guy. the thing. Yeah, you the got pizza the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got we got it all. We got a visiting fan section on Mount Davis. You know, I yeah. love that. So, so it's just been a fun thing to do to distract from. No, you, you guys have created a great yeah i think you guys have created yeah. a great atmosphere and I, I i do applaud what you guys have done and you guys have incorporated it feels feels very a's for sure when you're watching the game you know yeah it's in, in the drum brand. track in the drum track oh, too yeah. that was that was awesome so too. good and they did a great job laying down those new tracks they met up down at jack london square yeah. and sent us the new content we incorporated that and you know even you hear the banjo man and you have all the little sounds i think there's like 14 or 18 different like inputs going into the synthesizer and then we have it all mixed together to create the, <laughs> the, 
ambiance. And it's not as good as obviously the fans here, but you know, it, it is something. And I think on the broadcast, it, it sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. And, uh, and talking about stadium, I'm also curious. I know the new stadium is an issue close to everybody, all, all A's fans heart. Everybody's really curious about that. Um, as far as I know, it's kind of a holding pattern um, about, so I know there's a lot of alphabet soup. There's a lot of acronyms and everything like that. I know it's very complicated, but my understanding is that um, the, uh, the environmental impact review is actually kind of hinging on a lawsuit uh, about the CEQA uh, brought forth by companies of the Port of Oakland to see if the team met a 2019 deadline. Is that At, like the, well? There, there is a lawsuit. You're right, but it's not holding up because it's not holding up the project in any way. Okay. So we're moving full speed ahead. We're working with the city to release that report. Um, the reason it has not been released is that we cannot have a public meeting because of COVID. So there has to be a public meeting, and there's been challenges in having public meetings via Zoom, that they're not legally enforceable. Uh -huh. So that's the thing we're actually working on. And so I think by this fall, we're gonna probably be able to have that meeting and keep the project moving as quickly as possible to ensure that we can get the final approval next summer from the city council. We already have our deal with the port. We already have our deal with the county. Now it's about getting that deal from the city council, having a vote, getting five affirmative votes. And once we do that, then we could break ground. And so we're doing everything we can to line that up and ensure that by next summer, June or July, we can bring that in front of the city council and then they can decide if the privately financed stadium is something that they want for Oakland. So, so, that, so that lawsuit brought, brought forth, is that, that's not impeding? Is that like a no, separate No, because it's a separate not, there's no injunction. No, it just, yeah. it, it, just it, it gets heard on the side, but it doesn't stop anything from happening. So okay. I think there's a little bit of misinformation that it's slowing things down or stopping things. It's really not having any impact. Okay. And, um, and, and do you think it's careful to balance, you know, optimism with reality for A's fans who have been through this process, you know, you know, 15, you know, so many times, you know, from Fremont to San Jose to, you know, you know, Laney to, to this. Um, I mean, is it careful to balance? like, yes, the, the, the renderings look beautiful, but is it careful to balance that optimism with, uh, you know, with reality? Do you think? I mean, I, you know, obviously everyone needs to measure their um, view of it based on what's happening on the ground. And I think we've never been farther as an organization in terms of building a privately financed ballpark at the waterfront, which I think really can completely remake the club and really put us on par with the Giants and some of the other teams in terms of revenues and allow us to retain our players and win more world championships. You know, that's why we're doing it. That's it's the key, right? It's important to remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, why don't we just stay at the Coliseum? Well, we have to understand, like, you know, we're at a several hundred million dollar disadvantage financially because we don't have suite revenue. We don't have naming rights revenue. We don't have premium revenue that they have at AT&T or Dodger Stadium or some of these other venues. And so that is super important that we get a home that lasts another 50 or 100 years mm -hmm. that can grow the organization on the top line so we can invest back in the product, which is critically important because with, with Billy Bean and David Forrest and the team we have here, Billy Owens, like this is an incredible group on the player development side and acquisition and general management. If we could give them more resources, I mean, the sky's yeah. the limit. I mean, so I, that's, I know that's this is like lie. the key. Yeah, yeah. This is the key to, to getting, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I think we're actually quite close on this thing. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the COVID situation is something that, you know, no one could really plan for. So we were going to have this vote this year, but it got pushed to next year. And that's just, it is what it is. And so we're just kind of rolling with the punches on that. And, 
you know, lining everything up for, for next summer. And, and I think the other thing important to keep in mind for your listeners and viewers is the city of Oakland needs this project more than ever. It is operating at a $54 million budget deficit. It does not have the money to pay for public services, social services, homeless services, and the tax basis that will come from our project is incredible. An additional $7 billion in economic impact, 6,000 permanent jobs, 3,000 construction jobs, all union. And so there are not a lot of other projects like that that can actually build the revenue base of the city of Oakland to ensure that the city can meet the needs of its citizens. And there is a huge understanding of that at the city council level. And that's been a great thing. That's actually been a positive with COVID where people I think are realizing more and more that this is a, not a nice to have, it's a must have. Yeah. And, and, um, and even once like the, the ERI is, or EIR is um, certified or approved, there, there's still a 45 minute or 45 day public commenting period. Right. And traditionally that's when there's a lot of opposition. Right. Um, I'm, I'm curious um, who you have a lot of support in the local community too. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of curious who are the two, I mean, I guess who's the opposition that you're anticipating once you get to that uh, 45 minutes? Well, we kind of have to wait and see yeah. and see how it works. I mean, I think there's been concern in the maritime community about its mm -hmm. impact on the port. But remember that the Port Commission voted unanimously for our project. So unanimous. So right. and, and they are kind of the stewards of the port. You know, this is only 2% of the port land. It's non-contiguous to the rest of the port. And two independent reports have stated that Howard Terminal is not needed for future maritime use and will have no impact on the union jobs of the ILWU. So I actually think that issue is something that like we're happy to discuss. Like we've done a lot to ensure our project does not disrupt mm -hmm. the port, that actually it could help the port by providing them new revenue streams to reinvest in maritime, which is totally needed, especially things like electrification. So you don't have these, you know, dirty ships there with their diesel engines going and blowing that smoke into West Oakland. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of air quality benefits that can come from our project as well. And that's something that we take very seriously and we want to ensure that we provide that not only for the residents of West Oakland, but even our office, you know, we're, we're a half mile from the port. So we're experiencing that as well. Yeah. And I know the team also um, recently filed a lawsuit against uh, Schnitzer Steel. Um, and, and is that also, I mean, is it realistic to think you, you guys can accomplish all of this stuff and still get the stadium on, on your timeline that you're hoping for uh, with all these other things going on on the side as well, these, these lawsuits? Well, I think that DTSC suit you're talking about, the Department of Toxic Substance Control, that's kind of unrelated to our ballpark. Like that's yeah. just going to exist in its own world. That's just because environmental that just a, uh, yeah, West Oakland just, just to protect. Yeah. That's yeah. just, that's just because, Hey, in the research for the ballpark, we found things that were kind of odd and we didn't understand why there was um, laws that weren't being enforced. So we met with the regulators at DTSC, like I said, and they never got back to us for 18 months. And we felt compelled since we're a half mile downwind of Schnitzer steel and 25,000 people live within a mile to actually do something about it. You know, so we mm -hmm. felt we kind of had a moral obligation. And so we did that. And regardless of what happens with our, you know, stadium, if we build it on the moon, we're still going to pursue that because, you know, we have our staff living and working there and, you know, all the people live there right now. So that's mm -hmm. a little separate. So that's like not connected to the ballpark timeline or what happens okay. in the ballpark. That's just kind of another initiative that we have going.
Okay. And, um, and I know we're got only got a few minutes here. So I, I also had a uh, episode with some Brazilian friends and they said they really want to see the stadium and they really want to see Matt Chapman resign. So even down on the other side of the world, I love that, it. it's worldwide. Yeah. It's, we got fans <laughs> all over the world. I love that about the A's, you know, yeah. it's a, it's an incredible thing. Global brand. Yeah. And, uh, when did you realize Twitter could be such a powerful tool? And when did you feel like you kind of harnessed that power of, cause you, I mean, I feel like as far as executives go, I can't, I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty much as active as you could be as far as a team executive on social media. You know, you're well, very I think it's, a, it's an important way to connect to people, to have your finger on the pulse of how the fan base is feeling and also to get information out directly to your audience, as opposed to it being filtered through the media. And so it's a very powerful tool. I think it can be used. It can obviously be abused too. We see that all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think overall the benefits are, you know, better than the drawbacks. And we're going to continue to use it to get our word out, be transparent, be open about everything we're doing from pr promotions to pricing to the new ballpark. And I think that can be an important differentiator uh, for the A's. Yeah, and I'm curious, who are some of your favorite, like, A's fans, like, in the Twitterverse to follow? I mean, I'm sure, like, Rightfield Will is up there and stuff Rightfield like that. Rightfield Will is great. A's yeah. fan radio is great. There's, like, plenty of great people. And so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool to see, you know, all the different interest level in what we're doing. So yeah. it's cool. And, yeah, there's, there's so much activity on Twitter for the A's, as you yeah. know. Yeah, and uh, and also, so uh, I also interviewed a very hardcore uh, bobblehead fan, and um, he, he was saying he has an idea. Like he would love to see an A's designed, uh, A's fans like kind of design uh, a bobblehead or something like that. So hey, I I wouldn't rule it out. We've done all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. I know that, you're. You yeah, know? no, that's what's so cool. You're so receptive to like pretty much everything. So well, I mean, the uh, best ideas come from the fans. You know, everything yeah. from naming the field Ricky Henderson Field to doing the free game. You know, all these things, A's access, A's cast, almost all these things, the cutouts, they all germinate from an interaction between me and some fan, either on Twitter or people, you know, texting me or Facebook or whatever it is, or emailing. And so, I mean, we have this incredible like crowdsourcing model for how we're approaching the promotion and marketing of the team. And I think that's really unusual and really makes people feel more that, that you know, the team belongs to them and the community than than just a, a corporate partner. So that's really important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You know, first pitch is just a few minutes away. So yeah, about five minutes. We got a big game here against the Angels. And, All right. Uh, this is the end of a five-game homestand, and hopefully we'll get a win. And it's incredible to see how well yeah, the, the team's, team's doing playing. great, right? Uh, so much excitement yeah, around the team right now. You know? It's yeah. been great. There's a real good energy, and I think this yeah. is actually our halfway point of the season. And there were times we didn't know if there would be a season. So it's it feels – incredible that we're here and it's it's great that you know we've been able to to put on a season like this and we're just going to keep going and uh providing a little bit of joy and distraction for people at home awesome dave well thank you so much for your time i know you're a very busy man you probably don't have any days off so thank you so much i really appreciate it awesome well, it's good seeing you take care well it only took us nine episodes folks but we got in cavill's ear about bringing back dollar dogs so that's a win for everybody <laughs> Uh, thanks again to the A's and Dave for for talking about, you know, that wide range. Of course, uh, the Oakland Little Leagues, if you want to get involved with volunteering or fundraising or you want to learn any more information, please visit N-O-L-L-S-O-L-L.com. That's Noel Soul for North, North Oakland Little League, South Oakland Little League, um, uh, NoelSoul.com. 
And if you want more information, go back and listen to episode eight as well. We had Dave Stewart on there talking about his classic days growing up playing baseball. And then Drew breaking it down for, you know, uh, just his view as a parent. So thank you again to Drew, Dave, and Dave for all their time. And, yeah, let's get ahead to... Episode, to the next interview with Rob Roberts, a.k.a. NorCal Nodders. Again, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, N-O-R-C-A-L-N-O-D-D-E-R-S. And yeah, I first heard about him on episode five, actually. I was interviewing A's superfan, uh, Sandlot408, uh, Brian Johansson. He let me know that um, Rob has a crazy collection. I've been following him, him on Instagram for a couple months now when we connected, so... Yeah, and we just had a lot of fun on this interview, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, and we're back with another episode of the Ricky Henderson of Podcast. Super excited to have NorCal Nodders on Instagram and Twitter. Rob, uh, actually, Rob, what's your last name? I don't even know your last name. Right? <laughs> That's funny, man. My last name is Roberts, so it's like it's not my fault, man. It's my parents' fault. Rob they, Roberts. <laughs> yeah, so everybody always say, "Oh, you're gonna be a, a game show host or something stupid like that," and I'm like, yeah, "Come on." But That's yeah, perfect. not my fault, dude. Not my fault. <laughs> Rob Roberts. So yeah, on yeah. Twitter and Instagram, you can follow him on NorCal Nodders. And yeah, I was just uh, we were talking about this offline. I actually heard about you through Sandlot four hundred eight through Brian. Uh, he yeah. was like, "Dude, you got to follow this guy. He has the craziest uh, bobblehead collection ever." And um, and yeah, you can see it behind you. Uh, I mean, I mean, how many at this point? Like the pure numbers. How many bobbleheads do you have? Uh, at this so, point? so I only stay with A's. I tried. Uh, I. I dabbled with the other teams and stuff like that just because there's so, so many cool ones out there. Uh, I say just A's. So just A's with, like, uh-huh. A's in uniform and, like, uh, like some of their minors are up here and stuff. So on this wall is about 330. Um, so uh, so in my office, that's what I got right there. But, like, I have the Stockton Ports and stuff like that. So I try to stay with the minors and, the, and the, you know, I, I like them in the green and gold, personally. That's what I like to see. Like but, the color scheme, you want to keep the color scheme all the same and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's cool. I mean, that's what A's. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. They can't get away from it being with the green and gold. So, but the uh, but you know, I live you know over by over by Stockton in Sacramento. So I got River Cats, I got Ports, I got all that. St- you know, just because uh-huh. they're all you know when they're all A's. So I got all those too. So total probably in about four fifty to five hundred range. So, but, but all, so all these on display is just pure. So am I looking at only A's right here? Or is this like some other ones mixed in as well? Or is this pure yeah. A's right here? Like, so all A's, um, but that includes like Philly and KC as well, but it's all A's. But the, uh, like uh, down in the bottom row is, uh, that's like mostly, mostly Modesto because the, um, you know, they, they have some of the pretty, the coolest ones. Like they have like a sliding Ricky, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Ricky ones that are like really epic and like kind of grail pieces and just like some. Did of he really play? Weird. Did he go through there or something? Did he play he there did, or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they 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 love you know at that time when they were the Modesto A's they loved you know showing it off you know what yeah. I mean. So well, I remember was, they used to have a really cool hat like the the elephant logo yeah, was yeah. super sick. I remember that hat. I love that logo. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, it's yeah. epic. It, it's it's awesome. And they, and some of the bobbles have that on them. And yeah, no, by far it's it, it, one of the coolest you know, affiliates that, that we've had before. Especially yeah, bobbleheads, man. Especially bobbleheads. Well, yeah. So, like, during, like, say it's a normal season, where do you usually sit? Or, like, do, how, how often are you able to get out to games and stuff like that? So, I, you know, I'm an access member, so I try to get at least the 10. You know I mean? I have a small pack because it, it takes, you know, it's not real close. So, I yeah, usually yeah. try to take in 10 to 20 games a year. Um, 
yeah, yeah, I got kids and, and a wife that's got to put up with me too. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> and, and you know, when I kind of first started, well, when I first kind of got back into it, um, cause I, you know, casually collected like most people, you know, and then when I started getting back into it, like, Oh, cool. I have a kid. I can take you know, my daughter and I can take her and we go to the bobblehead games. We can do all this. Well, it was fun, fun for her a while, but now she's 13 and like, nah, I, you know, I, I, wanna, yeah. I want K-pop and this and that. So now I'm just a, now I'm just an adult man driving bobbleheads, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, um, but, but dude, your collection's amazing, dude. I mean, I don't know. There, there can't be anybody who has a better A's collection than you, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's like a universe that you, like, do, do you know other uh, A's collectors? Like, um, yeah, yeah. So a buddy of mine is 510 Bobbles. So you might see him yeah. on on uh, Twitter and, and IG. And then, uh, you know, you got some other guys like Bobble Bros and some of the other guys. You've seen Smitty probably. I don't know if you ever see his. He's got a monster collection. He's got, he's got like epic old like jerseys and stuff like that. And, uh, but in the bobble part, I, I think, you know, I, I was real quiet when I collected, uh, I just kind of kept to myself and did, you know, there's like national groups and stuff. And then you get to know people and stuff like that. But I was really quiet when I collected. I just kept getting what I wanted, you know, it was all for me. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then as you kind of grow and grow and it's like, okay, now I'm running out of pieces and I need to like really reach out to people to like find stuff. And so, uh, luckily you know it started with the facebook groups because uh, they're pretty big and then and then uh, honestly i owe a lot to sandlot because he he kind of swooped up in there and and it's kind of funny because at first he's like <laughs> oh dude you got that and i'm like yeah I, I got that man oh yeah well do you have that and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah i got that you know and then he was oh, like dude do you have everything <laughs> yeah and then yeah. he's like well show me your collection i'm like all right, all right i'll show you he's like he's like oh shit and i'm like yeah, yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> and then he's like, "Dude, you gotta have the greatest of this and that." And I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, oh, I, I don't know about that, but you know, uh, I, you know, I think I got pretty close to everything." But well, how long? Yeah, did you, and, well, well, did you say you were like casually collecting and then you got seriously into it? Is that how it started? Like, uh, can you, like how how long? How many years are we talking here? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. So when I was a kid, so they they get when you're when you're so I grew up like in the '80s, so. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I was born in 70, into 79, and so into the 80s. And then, like, in the 80s, they sold a few, uh, these little ceramic ones. They were from Taiwan and, uh, and uh, well, somewhere else, too. But anyways, they were, but they were ceramic. And you, you'll see them a little bit. They're not as popular, but they're a little bit older. And my mom got me one, in, like, and it was, at, like, 88, I think, or 90. Uh-huh. And then uh, and I held, uh, held on to it, huh? Is it an A's, A's bobblehead? Yeah, Do you remember? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just a little ceramic batter one. It's real common looking. It's not nothing really special, but I kept it and I kept it even through as an adult and I didn't never broke it. That was what was kind of amazing. <laughs> and then so like uh what they started giving them out in what, two thousand one or two thousand two when the Gion became and then the, the Tahada came and it's like, Oh shit, now they're like giving them away as, as game giveaways. They gave another one away earlier, but that was another ceramic type one. But the uh but they started giving those away and it's like, Oh, this is really cool. So it started going back and doing that. And then, like I said, my daughter was born in 2006. And so, um, by that time I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna take, you know, get the kids out, get my kid out to the game kind of thing. And, you know, around, you know, once she was a little bit old enough to take her to the games and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I say, okay, well, I'll, because I live over here and it takes me a couple hours, I I'm only going to pick certain games and I'll just, what the hell, pick the bobblehead games. You know what I mean? You, you know, you yeah, yeah. choose what you're going to go to besides the good games. 
And so we did that and it was just kind of like a little fun thing, but then it became like super serious, man. Like you got to get it, get out there when the parking lot opens, get in line. Yeah. It's like the huge lines, like up on the ramps, the Coliseum ramps. Yeah, dude. Snaking up and down the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes away, like now my wife's like, okay, this is stupid. This is like hella serious. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, yeah, but now I have, now I'm like into it and now I have a whole bunch and now I need that one. Like, what am I going to do? You know, like I, I gotta get, gotta do this. So she started, she's like, okay, I'll just wait in the car or I'll go do something else. You go do all your thing and I'll meet you up at the game. So that's kind of doing that kind of thing. And and, then, so it was just kind of a mess. And then, you know, they've kind of chilled out, they chill out a little bit, making more now. So and a little bit easier to get. So that made things nice. But then, you know, I do special things like, we got field box seats one time for the uh, for the uh, uh, Black Panther giveaway one. Well, that mm-hmm. was cool because you know they give them to you when you get to your box, when you get to the seat and stuff. And so, you know, if you make special little things out of it, it's a little bit better for everybody. So I just don't look like a total jerk. Like, this, <laughs> yeah, look at me, man. <laughs> I need my bobblehead, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I try to make it. You know, so I'm not like ridiculous about my stuff, you know. <laughs> but still, that's all. Well, did you collect other things before, Bob? Have you like collected like magazines or like did you collect any other stuff growing up? Yeah, or? so yeah, baseball cards, you know, like it yeah. was like I said, it's yeah. the 80s, 90s, man. I mean, that was like so, the peak. Yeah, that was like the best. Yeah, time yeah. Man. So, you know, you, you get any money you could as a kid and you ride down to the store and go pick up some baseball cards. I mean, that's just what I did all the time. Uh-huh. And then uh, as I got a little bit, you know, you start getting better jobs and stuff as you get older and stuff. And so I would pick up uh, game used bats, stuff like that. So I was really big into that. And actually, I have a lot of game used bats, and that's what I used in my display. And uh, and so you got like that. And then um, uh, whatever, you know, to be honest with you, you get into like your when you're in your 20s and after drinking at the game, you get those stupid auctions at the community fund, and you're like, man, I got to get a game used base or I got to get this and that. So I start drinking and like, yeah, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go bid on this and bid on that. So I was bidding on junk every once in a while. So I'd have a lot, a decent amount of game used stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of an addiction to be honest with you. You know, yeah, and, yeah. But that's, yeah, but it's great. But it's, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you gotta be careful, bro. <laughs> well, well, I saw your, uh, your three footer that you just put out. Is that, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so did you paint that, hand paint that and everything? Or, or so can you tell us? Cool. Yeah, yeah man. It, it looks that amazing. Was, it's like a three foot tall KD. He's doing the salute, I think, right? And, yeah. So, so the A's, uh, they have six uh, that were made by F- uh, Forever Collectibles. They call them Foco. So there's a retail side to the bobbleheads as well as the, the giveaways. So um, in the retail side, they have like uh, the three foot ones. Um, so the three foot ones are real common with a lot of other teams. Like you'll see LeBron James and this and that and all of these, you know, the real popular things. Well, the A's, we don't honestly we don't get that much stuff overall yeah. um just like so, merchandise in general yeah. yeah 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 that's what i mean yeah not i shouldn't say just stuff but yeah merchandise we don't get a lot of merchandise made for us yeah, and yeah. so um and so we have six total and it was it was uh chavez Vito, uh mark ellis uh houston street uh and nick swisher and raleigh <laughs> finger and then um so those are the six that were made so uh so I, I do custom bobbleheads. I, I make bobbleheads. I make all kinds of different things. You, they're on my, my profiles and stuff. But so I tinker and I make things. I made for made one for Sandlot, him and his son, and huh. um, uh, for for his wife for Father's Day. And uh, so, anyways, this, I came across a three foot Allen Iverson on uh, on uh, like OfferUp or something like that. And I'm like, all right, 
I'm going to get that. Just I'll figure out what to do with it later. Well, he had the braids and stuff like when, when uh, KD yeah, had, the, had the braids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then uh, my other buddy, like I said, 5-1-0 ball was like, dude, you can make you can make KD. I'm like, it's a freaking basketball player, but all right, let me figure out what I can do. <laughs> and so I make friends. So there's a guy back in Maryland uh, uh, that does the custom three-foot bobblehead. And, and I was, you know, I start picking his brain. I'm like, hey, this and that. And he's like, dude, I don't know. You got, you got yourself in a mess because I do – I'll customize a baseball one to a baseball one. I don't customize like, you know, this to that. Like this like, is like a huge like you're transforming Allen Iverson to Chris Davis. Like, yeah, yeah right. That's... Like, <laughs> like dude, this is not even in the same ballpark. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, well, well, screw it, let's go for it. So I just start hacking and cutting, and so I had to make arms for it. I had to make uh, I had to make uh, a whole new jersey outfit and so stuff you, like that. You because... did his uh, you did his right arm doing the, the salute. Yeah, and stuff like I, that, cut, I, I cut the right arm off because he had like his right arm like hanging on or like up against his hip, like you know, like a like a kid basketball, like a kid pitcher when you you know you getting your kid your pitchers taken in for a sports thing. You got your arm up in a up on your waistband like that. I cut his arm off, moved his arm up, made a new hand for him. And then the other arm was holding the basketball, and I started cutting as I, I ruined that arm. So, man, I just got to make, make a whole new arm now. For this you thing. chopped off both of Allen Iris's arms. That's hilarious. Dude, by, the, <laughs> by the time I tried, I had to do that. By the time I grinded down enough to get the, the, the basketball shorts into, uh, into bas- baseball pants, Dude, I had his legs off. I had everything, dude. It was like I should have just. He was like a skeleton. Made a whole of the, he was like a skeleton of. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. So I tried to show as many pieces of that as I can, but yeah. And then I just had to start fiberglassing and bondo, and I just built it all the way back up. So most of the head's pretty much original. I other than I repainted it and stuff because it was beat up, but everything else is damn man. It was just like a whole new. Just cut like well, Frankenstein. What materi- yeah, what materials uh, is it made out of? Because it looks well, huge. It looks like pretty big, dude. <laughs> dude, I know they're they're made out of resin. So the 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 original ones are made out of resin and, pour, and molds, and they're hollow. Well, I thought the lower because they're heavy. So I thought the these three foot ones were were the solid because they're pretty damn heavy, dude. And then I start cutting. It, I was like, oh shit, this is hollow. Now I got a problem because now I got to figure <laughs> out what to do. And so. Uh, you fill it with like spray foam, that expanding foam type stuff, and then you start shaving and sanding, and then and then like I said, fiberglass and bondo and what about top ramen? You see on the internet, everybody always puts like top ramen in there and like sands uh, it. No, Have you ever dude. seen that? Yeah. No, dude, I got. Hey, dude, if it works, I'll try it. What the hell, man? <laughs> you should Google. I, I, people, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but I don't know for bobbleheads, but like if they're like, filling <laughs> yeah. in like random holes people put like ramen in there and like really i don't know i don't know if it's true or not it might just be a meme that i thought was real but dude I, <laughs> hey what the hell man i'll try well my wife she uh she's always talking about how rice used as like glue and stuff like her mom used to use it as glue and stuff when she's growing up so i'm like hey what the hell man i'll yeah, try, that just try anything yeah that's yeah so dude, cool. whatever works man whatever gets me the look that i'm trying to get to i'm down i'll try it whatever it is dude so, so how long did that take you the whole process like from when you started uh, uh to hacking off his arms and until <laughs> like until uh, like it was a because you just finished it what like a few days ago right like yeah, last week couple, or something like that yeah just a couple of days ago and, That's and awesome, sucked, man. I, put, I put it up on the i put it up on on ig and stuff and i look at i, I missed a, a blemish in the paint but i don't know oh man you're just a perfection i don't think no, anybody's gonna I, notice dude, yeah. everybody's like what the hell are you talking about man <laughs> you're just being like a pain in the ass now i'm like well yeah but i hell to see it like it's the first thing i look at right when i look so at it funny. every time man. so anyway <laughs> But um, it took me probably, you know, I didn't work constantly on it. I had, you know, I had to do some certain, you know, different things in between. But 
probably hours wise, probably 30, 40 hours, honestly, dude. Okay. Just, yeah. I, oh, I thought this was like, yeah, like, a, like well, hundreds no, I mean, of hours. No, I mean, yeah. like, it took me a month and a half to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. was not like, but you know, I got to, I got to work. You know what I mean? No, I yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it, it was about, I think in the neighborhood of 45 days to 60 days, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. Just, it, it was a lot of work, honestly, but you know, you got to do stuff like you got to let the. It's like a fun hobby. The, That's a fun hobby, dude. And now you have something of custom bobble that nobody else has, dude. And it's in dude, the Kelly Green got, jersey. I, got, I love it. The Kelly Green is sick, dude. It's really. Yeah, thank you. I got in the next one. I just picked up another one, so I'll be doing a Terry Steinbach one because Steinbach uh, never got a bobblehead. So I, I'll be a three foot catcher coming pretty soon, dude. Sick. Well, that's gonna be yeah. tough. You got to get his gear and stuff. How are you gonna no, be doing got, all I, that? I, I, it's a Jason Veritek, I think, is who it was. And so, <laughs> and so I, I let. So I got to do some modifications. So it's like the old. You know, the he has like a goatee, thing. right? You got to shave the goatee off. Yeah, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got dude. So, yeah, but at least it's a baseball player. Shit, last time was a damn basketball player. That's dude. impressive. But, uh, that's so funny. I had no idea that used to be Allen Iverson. That's yeah, so yeah, funny, yeah. Man. If you look up on my IG, I tried to put the pictures up. Like, dude, this this is what it was, and this is what so, it is so now. You kept the corn. So you kept the original cornrows though. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Or it, maybe it touched cool. them up or what? Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. it looks really cool because I had a game used helmet. And uh, and it was Derek Norris. Well, nobody likes Derek Norris anymore. And, you know, I mean, he's just a total jerk. And so, like, uh, so I'm like, well, nobody wants this. And it doesn't have, you know, there's nothing to it and value or nothing like that. So, screw it. I'm going to turn this into a Kelly Green helmet. And so, I think I think what it is is, like, a three-foot. They take their – the head is a normal size, like a human – like, regular human size. And then the body is shrunk down to a percentage because that helmet fit perfectly. So, I just threw that helmet on there. That's and luckily, crazy. The right -hand helmet. Yeah. So I painted it. I used the original logos and stuff from the from the game helmet and put them all back on. And then, so it was cool though, dude. I, <laughs> it, it it worked out, and you know, people love it and stuff. And that that's that's really cool. You know, what I mean, I I do it for fun and for myself, but I've gotten better. You know, what I mean, like my uh -huh. paint is looking better and stuff like that. Because paint's a pain in the ass, dude. It really is. And so I bet. I yeah, mean, it, that's cool, but it looks great. I mean, it looks awesome, man. And you have it like rotating too. It looks yeah, like it's on yeah, like a like lazy Susan or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Amazon's the greatest, bro. You can get all kinds of shit, dude. Yeah, my, my wife got that for me for, uh, for uh, Father's Day or something. I don't know, sometime. And she's like, you got to put these things on on a on a turntable thing. And I'm like, all right. So at least, at least the. I was a little bit worried it might fall off of there because it's not, you know, it's not as big as it. So I was like, but hey, dude, that was kind of cool. My little video. I'm trying to get better at videos and stuff, but you know, I'm I'm a little bit new to all that. No, part. it looks great, man. It looks awesome. <laughs> man. It looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think you had a funny post. It was like, uh, you're like, oh yeah, my kids get freaked out by these things. Like, do you ever oh, mess with them? Do you like ever like maybe put them next to their bed at night and then like turn on the, or I don't know. Do you ever mess with your kids with the three foot bobbles? <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Dude, they get it's 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 brutal because they're always scared of it. Because like, especially when I bring it home or something like, and I it, well, I'm, when I'm working on it, you know, I yeah, I work like gone in the backyard and stuff. Well, you know, it's 100 degrees right now and stuff like that. So I bring it inside and and I do my certain things inside what I can. Well, and then I leave it in the living room for overnight or whatever. So it always freaking kids out. And the funny thing is, I have a, a four foot one I've been working on trying to do like a I'm trying to do like a Bash Bros of uh, Conseco McGuire, but they're it's huge because they have a four foot Corona uh, John Gruden one, and I'm trying to make a Bash arm of the Bash bobblehead and it's huge, it, but it, it sits in my backyard all the time and everybody's <laughs> creeped out by like, dude, there's like there's like a kid in your backyard, man. <laughs> because <laughs> it looks bad it does yeah it's just good. a four foot tall just person. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sitting in my patio just hanging out there but That's yeah so yeah dude they they mess with people all it it, it gets people all the time and That's it's so just funny, it, man. it's funny but 
What does your wife think about it, man? Does your wife just think it's hilarious or what? what is yeah, the funny thing is she's like, well, I didn't know. Like I, when I started, so my collection's in my office, uh, that like the wall you see and stuff like that, in my work office, because I work for myself. And so, and I, I don't get a lot of people come and see me. And so like to make things, you know, better at home. So I didn't look like I have shit all over the place. And, you know, I like to have my stuff displayed too. Like I, I, I like to make it look neat. You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. one of my big things. I don't like a messy type thing. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I just started, okay, I'm going to put all this crap in my office and I'll just put these shelves up and this and that. And then, um, and then when I got it all done, I sent her pictures and said, Hey, what do you think this looks like? She's like, she's like, Oh shit. I didn't know you had all that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, dude. Like, what did you think? Like I told you I had like, she's like, that looks amazing. And this and that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got. I, well, yeah, did you did you like, put that custom shelving? It looks like it almost like an American flag, but where the stars and stripes would be. It's like the A's logo. I don't know. It looks awesome. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. All that I I put all that stuff up. I mean, uh, you know, the like backlighting is sick too. The backlighting is really cool. Yeah, right? thank you, dude. Yeah, that, cool. Again, Amazon's awesome, dude. You just pick <laughs> up some nice. You pick up some nice little LED strips and start putting that in. I had to figure out a way to diffuse them because you don't want that. You know, the little individual LEDs like popping in your face, but. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it's simple, dude. Everybody loves it, but it's really super simple. It's just, I stained some wood, got some of those pipe fittings and put some, uh, some metal down or down below and then start throwing bobbleheads up there and it just came together, you know? So yeah, that I, looks it, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, how, how long have you had, how long have you had the setup going now? Do you think? Uh, about, about a year and a half or so. Okay. Cause I just got them down. We, I, I moved to a new office and that's why, that's why I kind of did what I did all at once. You know what I mean? I just got of just had the opportunity and like i said nobody really comes in for what i what i do for work nobody really comes and sees me so yeah. like just for me you know yeah I mean? yeah just like have something nice to look at yeah it looks so cool dude yeah it's yeah great, dude. yeah but it's fun but yeah, yeah the uh the, yeah i'm trying to get the rest of the stuff done because i got some other little you know different stuff but that's cool but sounds like you, so it sounds like you always have another project you, you're always thinking about what, what's like another cool thing i can do it's like a challenge almost to yourself right like uh yeah like figuring yeah. out a puzzle almost, right? I mean, yeah, I, you know, I like to be, you know, if I want to show, like, if I want to, like, I, I want to do like those, like the custom bobblehead stuff, like I, like I talk about. And so when I do that, like, yeah, I want to show somebody, well, I don't want to show somebody a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I can show <laughs> yeah. you, I'm going to post my first one that I did and it looks terrible. It, it's really bad. But at the same time, <laughs> I had to learn from everything, you know, and just, yeah. and now, you know, my stuff, like I said, the paint, Paint is like the most fresh. I try to help everybody that I can that does stuff because, you know, I've gotten, you know, I know I've gotten pretty good compared to what I, especially what I used to be and stuff like that. And I can see stuff. So well, I, when did I you start out, like I manipulating, to, when did you start like manipulating bobbleheads and stuff? Like started, started like so, messing around like with your own. So when I first did my, well, okay. So when I got into it was, I started, you know, you, you would break junk and stuff like that. And then you're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to go eBay and pay 40, 50 bucks for another stupid bobblehead. So I started fixing my stuff uh-huh. and then I got really good at fixing my stuff. And then, and then it's within that, like the past that, 10 years or something like that. Like the, yeah, like, because I, you, there was, yeah. there, there was a cocoa one <clears throat> that somebody put up on, uh, somebody put up on like, you did, I did a Google search for like custom aids or something like that. And somebody uh-huh. put a really cool cocoa one with the fro, like the regular size one. And it was a, it was an Indians one. And I said, dude, that's like super cool. Like, I got, I like, I want to try to make that. <clears throat> well, I tried to make it. And it looks like shit. Dude. <laughs> but, but that was my first one that I thought, okay, this is cool. And then you kept seeing people. Well, the other problem is A's don't make that many. So, so mm-hmm. like the Dodgers and the Giants and the, uh, 
well, Dodger Giants and Angels really make a ton, a shit ton of A's, or make a shit ton of bobbleheads. Bobbleheads, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the, the Dodgers sell their own, like, whole bobblehead packages, like, what is it, like, 16 games or something like that of tickets for just bobbleheads. So, and then you got the Giants who are, like, are, like, the epitome of the stupid, you know, the crazy bobblehead stuff, and they just, um, you know, I, I just wanted something that, you know, we don't get that many, so I wanted more, and so I just kept going, you know what I mean? So, that's awesome, man. And yeah, what's like cool. what what's like the weirdest bobblehead that you have? What's like the the uh, like the goofiest or like just strangest or like randomest player? Like what's like the weirdest one you have? Well, uh, unfortunately, the ugliest ugliest weirdest one is Frank Thomas when they did his. Dude, it is it is <laughs> uh, There's a really weird one from the 90s. It's this ugly plastic one too, but of like the giveaway ones, man. Frank Thomas, that poor dude, he got screwed so bad. <laughs> I'm gonna go look that public. up after this. <laughs> dude, it is so it doesn't look like him. It doesn't nothing. And for a Hall of Fame man, he deserved he deserves so much better than that. That like Sandlot <laughs> always says they did him dirty so bad, dude. That's so, so bad. funny. It's dude, like, it, it's, it's, it's like dude. I feel bad. What's like the 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 most effort you've put in to get a bobblehead? Like, what's like the greatest lengths you've gone to get a bobblehead? So my first three foot was Barry Zito, and um, and it was rumors of him up in uh, up in uh, Oregon, up by the coast, up at the coast at the, at the border of Washington. So back in uh, was it November, December last year, um, I said my wife, I said I found it. I said I found I found where it's at, and she said what? And I said that this three foot Barry Zito bobblehead, and she's like, oh that's cool, whatever. I said, well you guys want to take a road trip this weekend? Like a 12 hour road trip up the freaking Washington border in Oregon. That's where I'm like, at right now, dude. I'm in, I'm in staying with my friends in Portland right now, actually oh, on vacation. Okay, we, yeah. We went to Seaside. I got it in Seaside. Okay. Yeah. I'm in St. John's. I think it's like in the Northern part. So I'm pretty close to yeah, Vancouver, yeah. Washington, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, we, we drove up there in a storming and everything else and drove up there to go get a three foot freaking Barry Zito bobblehead, man. But that's probably the most effort I had to do. Uh-huh. You know, you got to do there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, you like I said, you make these friends and you go and do these things and you go to you have to go to all these, you know, like you got to go now type type things. Or you got to go to this estate sale at this time or you got to meet these people this time. It's a lot of effort. It's fun. I'll be honest with you. A lot uh-huh. of it's fun. Some of it's stressful and some of it's hard like on the family. But but like but like honestly the most we did was drive up in the winter up through freaking up to seaside oregon and pick up and pick, pick that yeah. up that was terrible dude but <laughs> other than that the lines of the collie are, are rough <laughs> yeah. And, yeah is there is there is there something out there that you really really want and don't have is there something you have your eye on that you, you well, have been able to get a hold of or like something rare so I have, well, the rarest ones I think I have, um, like that most people would consider like, we call them grail, like holy grail pieces. But um, I'm, I need a, uh, this is the last of the three footers I need. It's the Eric Chavez one. Um, I, I know where two are at, but I can't get them. Um, so well, I know where three are at technically, but then, uh, but no, they're not giving them up yet. And then, um, and then there's like, there's three or four that I don't have that are not really they're really not even popular or like nobody really they, they probably most people just toss them or broke them or something like that they're really not that cool and like one of them is a philadelphia a's it's a doc kramer doc kramer uh-huh. well it was back in it's the blue lake or the blue claws uh back in the east coast up in north um there's there's a uh, minor league team gave it away well but they gave it away like in 2006 or something like that 
and I, it's it's hard to find. It's not not even that popular. And then there's another uh, there's another one down in San Antonio area or San Angelo area. It it's like super. I've never even seen it before. I've seen pictures of, it, but I've never seen anybody actually have it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a couple of them. And again, and these are like all really, A's bobbleheads. These are all like yeah. A's bobbleheads, but yeah. yeah. But you're getting. I mean, you know, I'm digging into Philadelphia A's and I'm digging into Kansas City A's. Okay, but really, the, yeah. of, of Oakland ones. There's there's only like there's only two Oakland ones that again there are things that there's a catcher thing that's ceramic that nobody really cares about but I but me you know what I mean yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> yeah I mean it just, well how do you know it, it, cool. how do you know you just seen a photo of it and you know it exists somewhere but you just don't yeah. know where kind of a thing yeah or? I've seen it in collections and I've seen it in in places that you know I've tried to get or whatever and the photos are old or whatever so it's like hunting it down's like damn near impossible you know what i mean it, but that's kind of like the thrill of it right it's like a hunt right like that's kind of yeah, like the yeah. fun part right like you're trying yeah, to find yeah. this thing yeah well and <clears throat> just this week i found another one i never seen before um but it was a and i think it's some kind of executive uh the a's executive thing because uh andy dolich had it up on his twitter and it's like from a barbecue from the a's i've never ever ever in my life seen never even heard of or nothing like that so you know it, it kind of fun that that keeps it there because if not, I'm just sitting here having to make my own. You know what I mean? That's what yeah, it ends yeah. up being. So, but it, you know, it, it that's a lot of bobblehead talk. But but it, I stay just straight to A's, and that's you know, it's it's you know, kind of dumb in a way, but it's really cool in another way. You know, you put them all together, they look really cool. You know, I, I love mean? it, dude. I mean, yeah, it's really that's an amazing collection. That's yeah, really it's cool. Fun. Yeah, it's I, and, it's and the fact that you're, I I love the fact that you're making your own custom like. Like, what if you turn this, like, who knows? Like, I don't know, dude. What if you become a bobblehead maker, dude? And that's like your business or something like that. That'd be crazy. Dude, my my biggest goal is is to get the A's attention to where, like, hey, can we have, can we do something to where we have a, a, a fan-designed A's bobblehead giveaway? Dude, make it a competition. Make it whatever you want. I I would love to be part of that. You know what I mean? That, you know, because I'm about I, to interview Dave Cavill. I'll I'll, I, I'll I'll ask him. I'll let dude, him know. I'll be like, throw hey, it out there. I'll do I all will. the work. I'll do all the leg. I'll do all the work he needs to have done on it, man. I, I know exactly how to do it all. So yeah, that's what that's my goal. You know, it's not a financial thing at all. It's a it's you know it'd be fun. You know what I mean? It's a it's just be it be I don't know just super, something super cool. I think would be to have yeah. done. That's it's so good. funny because I know Brian's super into pins and he's like, the A's yeah. need to make more pins. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great, yeah. dude. He, yeah. He's crazy about that. He, he's, he, I, I love him, dude. Cause he just, he's passionate as hell. And we just, well, if, if you're a collector, like every collector has this thing about them, right? Like you're just like always on the hunt. Like you always need the next, like there's, you're never satisfied. Like the, that's like yeah. what a, being a collector is, right? Like, yeah. It, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it eats at you. And, and it just, it's not, you know, he's even dealing with a pin. He he's trying to get right now. It's eating at him. Eating at him. You know, <laughs> he tells me all about it. And it's like, it's like, dude, I, you know, I, you know, he he's like hella impatient too like he, he can't, like, <laughs> so it's like all right dude well I, yeah i'm not i'm not like super impatient but i mean i'm not like super patient but but i can i can wait a little bit better than he can on things but I, but at the same time dude you, you it's yeah, if, you, if you want something and you and oh you, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know where it is and you can't well, yeah, get it you that must be that, tough. Dude, if you yeah. know where it's at it's it's on you know what i mean that's the whole key to it yeah yeah it's crazy it's fun i got to meet a lot of really cool people yeah brian alone i mean everybody knows him and uh and it, it's super cool but i i got to got to you know 
be, become friends with him and stuff like that. And, you know, I get to talk to you, you know, and that's cool. Oh, yeah, like, through this. social media, it's like now, it's like, I don't know, it's fun to like, the, the, the little A's universe on social media is a lot of fun, you know? Like, there's so many different characters and like, I don't know, oh. it's so much fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like super cool. Like, I mean, I know, everybody's you know, super gotta... cool, dude. Yeah. Everybody's awesome. Everybody has their own thing that they're into. And like, I don't know, it's great, dude. Yeah. 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 There's no like huge, like, you know, I'm better than you, this or whatever. It's not like that. It's like, hey, dude, check this out or let's do this or whatever. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's freaking awesome, dude. It's the greatest. Yeah. yeah. And and it's funny how like Corona, uh, like it kind of, has Corona also affected your ability to collect? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to actually wonder about that because, or is it yeah. a, lot, a lot through the mail? Like, I don't really know if it's a lot of in-person stuff, but like. Yeah. It's weird. Um, people, for whatever reason, people are spending a hell of a lot of money on this stuff. Cause these, these things are going up. <laughs> dude, it's uh, like the, the, I don't know if it's stimulus money or whatever it is, but it, prices have jumped. And so uh, I don't know if it's because people are sitting at home like, oh, I'm going to, you know. Now I'm gonna I start, they have a hobby now. It's like, oh, I'm going to start collecting bobbleheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can't explain it, but it's, it's nuts. But the, uh, in terms of being able to collect, not that bad. Uh, it's not really that much different because, because like a lot of stuff I'm looking for, usually it's not real close to me. I mean, some of it is, but it, you know, some of it's like, you know, it could be anywhere. It's all over the country. And, uh, and you know, you have to ship a lot of stuff. Yes. The big, the big guys, yes, they're hard, but they're, they've always been hard because they're expensive to ship. They're hard to find. They're hard to this. And there's only, there's only a handful of each of them. And, uh, but but for the most part, finding like normal ones, I mean, you know, ship a bobblehead is like eight or nine bucks. And so, and if it's something I'm dying for, you know, eight or nine bucks is nothing, you know, to, for what I'm trying to do, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not trying to discount it, but you know, if I'm going to go pop 50 bucks on a bobblehead or a hundred dollars on a bobblehead that I want. Make sure it gets in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll throw out the eight, nine bucks to pay for the shipping, dude. No problem. I got you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's like that. Um, but I, I, it's, I wouldn't say it's harder. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. Uh, I don't, you know, you don't get out to yard sales or estate sales or stuff like that really that much, but you, but I have, you know, right, right when things started, it was still pretty good and people were still doing like, uh, you know, we got to meet some like super collectors that have passed away and, you know, get dig through their stuff and things like that. So, you know, when, when you're, when you're like searching for stuff, are you just doing eBay? Are you, or is there like another whole network of like, is there like forums? Like, like, do you you guys have your communities? Like, is there a whole websites and forums? Like how do you guys communicate with, uh, from collector to collector? you Um, you do everything. I mean, you, uh, the last, some of the last really, really hard pieces I got was just a straight Google search. I, I just happened to come across like a store, um, out in New York, they had two pieces that I needed. Um, they're really old pieces because uh, I collect the old. They're nodders of the old ones from like the '60s. Um, so those so are the I, ones that it's just, they just kind of like slowly move up and down, right? Or yeah, it's not yeah. like uh, the the springy ones that we have now, I guess. Or is that like the yeah. difference? Or like well, they're the springs are a little bit actually the springs are a little bit looser. They they do wobble, they do bobble a little bit better, but they uh, they're made of paper mache mostly, and they're from Japan. Um, and they uh they were made so no there's some oakland ones but but the really rare ones are the kc ones um and the oakland ones are you know they're they're desirable but they're you know you'll see them in the yellow jerseys and well they have some white jersey ones too but they're the they're real fragile and and stuff and uh yeah you'll know i mean 
you you would know what they you want me to show you I mean well I, anyways you, you would know what they look like mm-hmm. but they uh are they the ones with like the big eyes like the the like the really big hey, let me, I might even just google it real quick yeah, yeah know, if you they're uh like this this little dude right here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's what i was kind of thinking yeah uh-huh. yeah so this is so, so those are like the originals is that nodders like they actually used to be called nodders back in the day yeah or what? yeah that's exactly they call those nodders um they call they were called bobbing bobbing head dolls and then but they you know, nodders <laughs> is what you refer to like those 60s ones uh-huh. those are what those are called and um like that guy right there that was the guy one of the guys that got that piece right there i got from back in new york and that's a very expensive piece but the uh <clears throat> the uh but those those ones like that, those are the old school style ones, and those are those are all across the country. And then um, just the weird random ones. Usually, you know, I had to find this this Derek, uh, Josh Reddick one that I it was one of the last of the uh, the forever collectibles, the retail ones I needed, and and mm-hmm. I just randomly finally found it in Michigan. You know what I mean? <laughs> So you just, it just, yeah, just, you have no idea where it's going to be or. Yeah. And so where I get them from is anything, man. Honestly, I, I just, because you, you, the resources, your normal resources, you know, standards, eBay or, uh, or, um, offer up or let or uh, Mercari, stuff like that. Those are like all the normal ones, but you know, you see that stuff all the time and, and it, you know, you, you, you don't ever find it. So you need to keep looking. So you just, like I said, did simple Google search and then, uh, just whatever you know the uh-huh. yahoo uh, i mean the facebook uh facebook marketplace that's pretty good resource and stuff like that um yeah other than that you know you got to make friends honestly if you mm-hmm. get some to the really hard ones uh, you got to make friends man because yeah. like there's a dave henderson one that was given up in yakima washington and that thing's probably i, I would guess that thing would sell for a thousand dollars if it had to go over sale is mm-hmm. it's like the the grail ace beast and uh and uh it, you know, you got to know somebody to get to that because it, well, it's just. Yeah, what is the holy? So you said you mentioned you have what is what does the thing have to be to be a holy grail of a bobblehead? Like what 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 like you know criteria does it have to meet? Yeah, you know, so like of what the actual A's gave away, I think the one that you know everybody's main centerpiece one would be the Ricky, uh, the holding up the base. You know, what I mean that's like the yeah, and, and that's one of the best bobbleheads ever made. Honestly, that uh, out of everybody, it's really cool bobblehead. But the um, was that like from the, that same year he did it, like from the nineties or something? Or no, no, is no. Because they didn't they didn't start making them what till two thousand one. Because that's oh, okay, when uh, okay. they, they didn't start doing the giveaway till two thousand one. I think Ricky's what oh four. I I don't maybe eleven. I can't remember the years off the top of my head. I I'm good with knowing what I have. I don't remember. I'm not good at remembering what year exactly. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, <laughs> but that's like the one that like you know it's like the centerpiece of most people's actual oakland giving away bobblehead but like the one that everybody wants that you like you want to have usually is the dave henderson it's from the yakima bears up in uh, washington and he's in the full athletics jersey and stuff and so it's really cool but there's only like i think it's like 500 of them or something like giving away and and it's just a really really cool bobblehead and it's really really fragile so to get one that's not broken or missing pieces or something like that it's like super, super rare. And, and you like have said, one? Do you have yeah, one? Yeah, I got. Oh yeah, I got yeah. one. I got one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, uh, that's that's one of my prize my prized ones for sure. But he 
you can see. Well, my lighting's bad. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Wow. But his face yeah. looks like Barry Bonds, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? I know, but they did like give the him big the gaff. <laughs> I know they did give him the gaff, though. But the, uh, but yeah, that's that's why I like just super extremely rare, just super, you know, everybody and everybody like everybody loves Hindu man. I mean, you just, yeah, yeah. everybody loves him, so yeah. you know, you like to have that piece, and so it's just really hard to get. Other than that, you know, they make the variant like ones they'll make. So like, <clears throat> so like some, for some teams, they made yeah, like 500 of them in green jerseys or, or black jerseys or whatever else. Well, you get into that world and that, that kind of like, like you, you think, like you think you got all of them or whatever of the Oakland giveaways. And then they're like, Oh, well, there's, there's variants of these. Now you, now you've got to go find these. And, and it's like, oh shit, man. And now I got a whole nother <laughs> thing to get into. That's like, and it those just keeps more, on going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a you yeah. Know, some yeah. point it's the ending cycle, but you don't know when. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fun, dude. I mean, it's the yeah. chase, it's the fun, it's the camaraderie. Like, it's it's hard. It's really hard to make friends while you're trying to like collect the same thing as somebody because, yeah. because you're like, competing against them essentially, right? Right, yeah. right, right. And it's it's really tough to do that and to meet people that you can be on a uh like a mutual agreement level with because yeah. it's because somebody can get their feelings hurt if they don't get it you know what i mean and so uh, it's uh but but you know you find the people that you can do that with and it kind of kind of works you know and, yeah, and yeah. i help dude i try my best to help people to get to whatever because i know i have pretty much everything and the stuff i'm looking for really nobody else is really looking for because it's really not that not that cool yeah. But uh, <laughs> so if I see stuff that's like really cool and rare or whatever, I try to get it. You know what I mean? I, I try to get it to get to other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, you know, I try to do whatever I can on that. But it, it, yeah, it's it's a mess. And, you know, there's good and bad people out there. I mean, anything yeah. in collecting, is it, it could be dirty if you, if you don't watch out. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so, cool. yeah, what do you think about the, the team this year, man? I mean – yeah you think you uh i don't know like i know we're only like i guess we're like halfway through the season now which is crazy i know you know it's hard because you'll see you'll see so you know when when before the season starts you see the potential and then and then you want so much hope in the potential because we know the organization we know that you know, Chapman, Chapman and you know, Olsen. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, already counting I mean, down. Like they're already out the door. Yeah. One foot yeah. <laughs> and so you're sitting there looking and you're like, okay. And then, you know, on paper, I thought our rotation looked good. And then Mania, you know, stumbling, like, I mean, he did a good outing last time, but, but, you know, he still didn't look too hot. And then I don't know. I, I think we have potential, but I just hope that we get, I don't mind kind of stuttering where we're at right now because, mm-hmm. You know, the good teams that win the World Series, they're flowing there at the end of the year. You know what I mean? That's how it works. It, it, no matter if – I don't I don't even think that matters if it's a 60-game season or 100 and, 162. Yeah. I don't think it matters as much. I think it matters when you're hot. And now yeah. we got these expanded playoffs. Well, okay, if we can get our rotation right and, and if we can get some consistent hitting – and it's killing me things like like KD. Like, man, you know, I, mm. I know everybody's mad at him and hates him, but, you know <laughs> – dude it's in his head you know what i mean he can yeah. swing the bat but he just so yeah, so what sure. do i think about the team i think the potential's there but i mean how good is potential you know what i mean like that, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so but they I, could, they I could win like 40 games in the regular season but if they lose that you know dude, that's it, it. It, it's it, that's what it always comes down to is like okay great regular season but <laughs> so it, yeah i you know i i just like i kind of like it that if they can get all this this garbage out of the way 
you know, right now, then maybe we can be smooth at the end of the year, nice fluid system and team and, and come in and rock it, you know? And yeah. They just need yeah, to make it like to the I, second round. They just really need to make it to that second round, dude. You know, I really <laughs> like yeah. that, that would give us some kind of hope of success. And it just sucks, you know, because you know that the team, you know, you got Simeon and Chat and the Mats, and this. It's like, man, can can you guys just in your hearts find it just to play really <laughs> better right now for us? Because yeah, we know we're gonna lose you. Can't you just do it for us? We'll do everything we can as fans to get you there. Can you please just give us? Just give us something, dude, and I, yeah. you know, and I'll and I'll wear this World Series or wear this second round or whatever, like like it's the the golden <laughs> era, man. You know, I'll I'll pump it forever, but just yeah. just please something, something with this team, yeah. You want yeah, something with this with this group while it's together, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really do like it, but but yeah, it's a fun team to watch. Like, you know, they have that. It's like it has that fun kind of twenty twelve like comeback vibe. Yeah. Like I don't know, it has a really fun vibe to the team. Yeah. like all the guys genuinely like each other and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it. And I just, I just like to see that, you know, translate into success just because I, you know, you know, your time's short, you know what I mean? So just yeah. please, I, but the team overall, I like it. I, I don't, you know, I really don't see us being a, uh, like a world series contender unless we can get that stuff cleaned up and, and some consistency to, you know, at least the bats. I mean, geez, the bats are, we don't know if they're going to, you know, we don't know if Johnny Cueto's going to look like a Cy Young Award winner coming out. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, the next thing you know, we're out here rocking. Like you know. seven dingers a game or whatever. Yeah, right? dude, yeah. like, well, I mean, let's have some hit, regular hits in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like on. Matt Olson can only hit a home run and like that's it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but, you know, we got to play baseball too, bro, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, you know, yeah. I'm blindlessly optimistic. I mean, that's my team. You know I mean? I'm going to be there, but. I don't know. I hope the best, honestly. I'll be there with them no matter what. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, well, yeah, this is this is what always happens. I'm like, oh, it'll be 15, 20 minutes, and now it's like 45 minutes later. Yeah, so my bad, I love dude, it. I, I no, I, I love didn't. it. No, this is great. I was loving this conversation. I, like, learned a lot. I really loved it, dude. So well, dude, I, and I feel bad because I feel like I could – I feel like at first I'm like, I don't even know if I can talk 10, 15 minutes. You know, yeah, I hope you've got <laughs> questions that I can really go off of. No, it's then, great. Uh, it's, so it's so I cool just, because I know it's like a huge sub or I don't know huge, but I know it's a subculture and uh, it's really interesting to, cause you're clearly just organically so involved in it without, it didn't sound like you meant to do it, but just by naturally yeah. just kind of, yeah. yeah. It was just, it, yeah, it really, there was no like, I mean, a goal, you know, the compassion to get to every, you know, yeah, I want to get every piece there is. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's just inside of me. It's what, what's driving me to keep going, but, but the uh, it, it really was organic. I mean, there was nothing. I, I honestly, I was pretty quiet. I mean, most people don't most people don't know me. Didn't know anything about what I was doing or nothing like that. And I'm just grabbing and grabbing and gra and I knew and I studied. Man, it's funny because so many people didn't know until they meet me. Like, well, wh what's that? What's this? What's that? And like that. And I'm like, well, you know, explaining this, explaining that. So it it's like, well, how come you guys didn't know that? You know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, you guys are collecting this stuff. How come you didn't like, you know, at least how do you not know that much stuff about whatever because uh -huh. i guess i just was a nerd about it dude i just sat down and started like oh i'm just gonna yeah, keep yeah. figuring this out figuring this out and so yeah 
And, and then you talk to other people, you're like, holy shit, I actually know more than <laughs> these other people. Like, what's going on that, here? That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was what was so funny because yeah. this, like, Sandlot, he was, like, testing me on stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, 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 cool. I got all that. And then that was turning to him and telling him, well, you know, you got this, though, and this, that. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, shit, you're right. That's, <laughs> and I'm funny. Like, That's so funny, man. <laughs> so, it's cool. It's the same thing with pins or whatever, dude. I mean, you yeah. pick it. it, it there's always those things to it. And you do learn. I mean, like I said, I learned something this week and stuff. And so it's, it's what's cool about it. You know what I mean? It's like, just keep going. And like I said, the coolest thing about this is I get to meet you. I get to meet Santa. I get to meet, you know, all these other guys. That's the coolest thing about all this, dude. It's just, yeah. I get to talk to people. I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's it. awesome, man. I love it too. I, the A's universe, like we said, it's just so cool. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, by far the best thing about it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, super cool. awesome man well I, this is pretty much what i say to everybody man i can't wait till this starts up and we can have a beer in the parking oh, lot at some point dude, sure, dude. So, yeah dude, we, gotta get out there. we gotta get out there man i can't wait dude i can't wait to meet all you guys at all so many people i haven't got to meet in person dude it sucks yeah isn't I mean, that funny yeah i've never met brian in person like i don't oh, know yeah. it's funny dude yeah like <laughs> i met a lot of the right field guys uh but yeah i never met like brian and some of these other people I've interviewed, so uh, he's a cool uh, yeah. dude. He's a cool dude. I, I, he's the one I've got him and a couple of guys I've met, I've hung out with and stuff. So yeah, they're cool dudes. Yeah, for sure. Right on, man. All right, well, yeah. Rob, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I've said this before, but seriously, Ace fans are just so interesting and funny. Everybody's got their own thing, and. Yeah, Rob's just a really, really nice, fun guy to talk to. So that was a great uh, conversation. And, yeah, I think for me the funniest thing is just this image of Allen Iverson getting his arm chopped off and getting turned into Chris Davis. So that's pretty hilarious. Again, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, NorCalNodders. That's NorCal, and then Nodders is spelled N-O-D-D-E-R-S. He's got a lot of great photos and videos. And yeah, I can't wait to see the Terry Steinbach one next. That's the next big project for him. So that's going to be really cool. And also the Bash Brothers one too. That one's going to be sick too. So uh, again, thanks to Dave Cavill for talking about everything. And I forgot to plug our, our petition earlier too. I should have dropped that up top, but I'm too lazy to go back and record. So <laughs> you can go to change.org slash bring back dollar dogs to join our petition uh, about bringing back dollar dogs. And check out the hashtag, hashtag bring back dollar dogs. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Thanks again for listening to episode nine of the GOAP, uh, greatest of all podcasts, the Ricky Henderson of podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ricky blog, and be sure to check out the new website at rickyblog.com as well. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. We'll be back with another, ep uh, with another episode soon. Peace.